Holly G with the Golf Insiders for this segment of For Your Game. She's one of our favorite and most frequent guests. Her resume. Well, it could take an hour, but she's the LPGA teaching. She's in the LPGA Teaching Hall of Fame. She's a PGA of America member. She's one of the LPGA's top four elite teachers and one of Golf Digest's top 50 female instructors. It's always a pleasure to be in her rarefied air. Kay McMahon joining us today. Hi, Kay. Good morning, Holly. You always make me smile with that introduction. It's a pleasure to be with you, so thank you for having me. Let's start out with the big breaking news this week. Uh, the hiring of a new LPGA commissioner, Molly Marco Saman, or Saman. I'm not sure. <laughs> Let me say that again. Molly Marco Saman. Very exciting. Great uh, golf resume, K. Uh, from the business world, from the sports world, from her golf background, want to get your thoughts on the on the new commissioner stepping in. Well, I think it's great. They went through quite a search, and as you well know, Michael Wan stepping down after I believe it was eleven years was kind of took the took the LPGA and the golf world by surprise because he really has taken the LPGA, you know, a long way. It's just been great under his leadership. So to uh, to find Molly, um, I think that they did a great search, and she wasn't really a well-known name in the golf industry, but I have a funny feeling looking at her background, she's going to fit the bill perfectly, and from listening to some of the conversations she's been having with her interviews, she sounds like she wants to um, uh, follow in Mike's steps, but actually make her own path and, and, and make her own mark, don't you think? Absolutely. Uh, first of all, she's from our neck of the woods, upstate New York, Ithaca, New York, to be exact, where she grew up as a as a young golfer. I think started playing a, around ten or twelve. And her background, she's a pretty, she's a very good athlete. I mean, she's played two sports in college and and golf, and is a strong golfer. So. You know, her background in not only athletics, but being the athletic director at Princeton, of all places, um, she definitely knows the sports world, and she definitely knows women's golf or women's sports, believe it or not. I mean, it'll, it, I think it's going to be very good because I think her administrative skills, also being an athletic director, are going to bring some new, fresh light. I do think there's probably a lot of talk about that, oh, she's now the second woman commissioner. Um but I think that, that she's going to supersede that, and she's just going to be the well, – probably has the best background of, of being a commissioner of anyone, so I think it's great. Her past seven years, she served as Princeton's athletic director, and that's um, a pretty high-profile pr uh, position for a woman. She spent 19 years at Chelsea Piers, and for those who don't know about Chelsea Piers – uh, those are two world-class amateur sports complexes in New York City, and they have a second one in Connecticut. And, um, you know, these are like, to some degree, top golf facilities for sports, right? Um, but they started, Chelsea Piers in New York started as a multi-level driving range and then expanded into a number of other sports. 
and you know to have been involved in a sports management uh, company like that like you said really gives her this unique uh, combination of skills that I think okay you know now um, women are coming through um, you know uh, college and and uh, you know post college degrees in the arena of sports marketing and communications and you know um, business so that they've got this blend of of background and training that you know were typically more you know for men back in the day and now you see someone with those qualifications stepping into one of you know the biggest sports positions you know in the in organized sports men or female in the world well you you, you really kind of nailed it on that i believe uh, you know if you think about what really started this let's say mini revolution it was title nine uh, when we really women really re- were able to step into sports uh much stronger and but women are now being able to go into sports management entrepreneurship and so it's kind of like they're coming of age and being able to step into these roles that they really, um, like you said, her qualifications and her background uh, really prepared her for, for this role, what she's going to do. So, and, you know, um, not just with that, but you're also seeing they're talking about baseball. And there's uh, coaches in the basketball and football that are women are coming into that, to the um to that, and there was even I think I remember referees even referee even referees exactly I can't think of her name but she was mm-hmm. to where, where it was considered just you know a, a man's position and now it's just that they're finding the best person for the position and I think that's great I think it's it's absolutely fantastic she's uh, quoted as saying I've always believed that sports have the power to change the world and I think in this moment in time with just such tremendous positive energy around women's sports, around women's leadership, around society's commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. I think that we at the LPGA have this unique platform to change lives for the better. Uh, I, I think um, that's a great platform to be, to be launching her, uh, her career as the next commissioner. Well, that's a powerful statement. I mean, it's absolutely great. You know, if you go back to, you know, Michael Wan did a lot for the um, for the LPGA, and he was always trying to build the bridges, but he was trying to get women's sports or women's golf more relevant in today's society. He did a great job of doing it, and he he, she's going to kick the can down the down the road even further, and I think she's going to make it more relevant and really take that to where. Golf is a great opportunity for women to excel in, in everything. So, yeah, it's a powerful statement. That's great. Yeah, and, you know, it's bigger than just grow, growing uh, the purse sizes, right? It's also, like you said, it's maximizing exposure for the best female players and also, you know, continuing to uh, create these uh, unique events, which, you know, Mike has, has done, expanding the global aspects. I mean, you know, the LPGA, I've long said, has really represented uh, far and above the global side of golf for over a decade now. Oh, definitely. I mean, it, it really is a global tour. And it's kind of interesting if you think about it, too, that the golf is a vehicle of propelling women into business. So 
there's many other besides being just a tour professional uh, you know there's many other careers in the the realm of golf that women can do and I think I think she's gonna she's gonna broaden that scope even more than just the tour. So you're right. It's, it, it's golf. She's gonna make it much more relevant and make uh, a bigger influence in in the world of golf. So this will be exciting in the next few years to see what happens. Absolutely. Well, speaking of exciting, uh, to all my listeners, uh, you, Kay McMahon, are coming to do a two-day golf school June 8th and 9th at beautiful Mission Inn Resort just outside Orlando. Um, what a treat that uh, you're going to be in our neighborhood. The information I gave you, which you and I always talk about, is you need to double-check check the dates, Kate. So someone caught this on my, my information that I sent out. It's going to be the 9th and 10th, which is Wednesday and Thursday of June. So just just as a slight correction. But, um, yeah, I'm very excited. We're doing a two-day golf school called Golf 8.5. And as you well know, we try to make it as simple as it can possibly be. And that, uh, the you know, you've attended many of mine that come from a point of having people understand what they're trying to do so we create less frustration and less clutter in what we call the six-inch attic. Yes, so. because I think, I think the biggest frustration most golfers feel after they've taken a lesson is many times, you know, they're more confused, uh, you know, too many things to think about. And, um, yes, you have designed this very simple way to approach the game. And it's four things to do before the swing and only 4.5 things to do in the swing. Okay, walk us through that because um, I think, too, people probably get interested in that .5 part. And it's really the, the key to the whole shebang, if you will. Well, you're absolutely right. So <clears throat> oftentimes people will keep working on their posture. This will be before this one. I'll get into the point five in a second. But we have found that in the last now 20 years, we have yet to teach posture so that there's less clutter going on in their head. Now, when I say that, because of the order that we teach it in, that we get people in perfect posture position which in, with, in 30 seconds without having to think about it. Their alignment gets better right off the bat. Their ball position gets better, and their posture gets better. And the, the last thing is that they know how far to stand from the ball because there's 14 different clubs. So that's the, the four things before the swing, which we call G-cap, which will, people can find out by coming to the workshop. But the uh, point five is there's four, there's four major positions in the golf swing. And uh, if people understand that, all the stuff that people think in their head, the 1,001 things will be taken care of. But the point five is the big part because it's a transition from the top of the swing to impact. And we create more distance by doing it because we create better lag. Um, and we, we, we first get to the first positions, and then we create the point five as a transition point. So what we want people to know is their own swing. Um, then if they know their own swing, as you know, many people get very frustrated on the golf course because they don't know what to do when they hit with a bad shot. So we want people to be able to understand what they need to change or how to create better ball flight. 
Excellent. Um, we we talked a little bit about this, right? That um, right. so many times you'll hear somebody say, "Oh, that was a good miss," and you'll see, you know, the golfer look back at you sort of cross-eyed, like, "What in the world do you mean by a good miss?" And, and it really is. It's important to be able to, you know, understand and and learn. You know, pros do this, right? I mean, it's it's interesting how many times. I, I think I remember um, it was in, in uh, Tiger's book, uh, I think it was called Golf My Way, and when he had that unbelievable stretch of golf back in whatever you know year it was, because he's had so many, uh, mm-hmm. he, I remember in the forward him talking about he felt he only hit three perfect, quote-unquote, perfect shots during that entire stretch, and that just made my head go back. Tiger Woods, Really? You know, and I, I think this is what amateurs are always trying to hit that perfect shot, and really it's about managing those misses. And you know, as you see, many of the pros they often say, "I didn't have my best stuff out there today, but I got it done." Well, you're absolutely right. You hear that all the time. That was a good miss, um, and it, it really is. I think you used a good word there too, is managing the misses that you, you want to make them less severe, I'll put it that way, so that you can at least get it in the fairway, get it on the green, and at least make the putt. But sometimes people make, you know, you might say it's a good miss. Uh, I've had good misses where I've topped the ball terribly, and it rolled up on the green to within three feet. Now, that would be a good miss. Exactly. I've, I've, I've experienced a few of those myself. So, and then, then you can sometimes get a perfect shot. It's in the air, and it hits the sprinkler head and bounces into the river. So, <laughs> that that it, it's it's kind of that's what makes it kind of a fascinating game. But for those really really bad misses, what we want to try to do when we talk about golf 8.5 is if you have a miss, we don't want you to have a whole bunch of misses. So we want you to be able to understand the golf swing and what caused the miss. And so we talk more not about the ball, but how the club affects the ball and how to operate the club. It's kind of like the difference of a hammer and a nail. If you're not operating the hammer correctly, that nail's not going anyplace. So it's really kind of a unique, simplified approach to let's operate the tool better. So it's right. The good misses sometimes are good misses. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, let's walk through what this workshop uh, includes, Kay. It's okay. two full days, correct? Correct. That's correct. We go um, start at 8.30 in the morning, go to 3.30 in the afternoon each day. Now, people think that typically when you go to a golf school that you're going to be beating balls for all those hours. That's not true. We do at least three or four hours of classroom. We have a playbook. We do let you take a break for lunch. And considering that it's Florida, we will be taking a lot of um, cooling breaks, I'll put it that way, to... um, uh, and, and then the afternoon, we basically will also be outside. You will be hitting balls. But what we do that's a little different is that we have what we call our smart learning strategies. So every person will have a partner. It doesn't always have to be the same partner. So as you're working um, on your swing, you each hit you hit two balls, and your partner then is observing and, t- and, t- and giving you some feedback. Then after your two balls, you switch, and your partner um, hits two balls. We all allow someone to hit two balls at a time for a reason because the partner who's the observer is actually learning more and being able to process rather than having to stand there and beat balls. So no one's going to get blisters. 
um, at all. And so it has really been a much more effective way for people to learn and change, believe it or not. Uh, I do believe it because I have experienced many of your workshops. And what's interesting too, Kay, is you have a background in education. You know, that was your... Uh, a major, I believe, in, in college. So you've taken, you, you know, some of these key ideas of, you know, how to deliver, uh, you know, instruction as well as being able to simplify the communication, the notation. Um, you know, I, I can't say enough. And to my listeners, she's... Hall of Fame teacher. This is a heck of an opportunity. But you also provide so many of the tools today that we expect, you know, video swing analysis. Um, you look at the short game. You deal with, you know, your mental focus. Uh, it's the most complete workshop I've ever done. And uh, you will walk away uh, with some really good practices to uh, take back to your course and really be able to implement. It's it's being able to take that info, Kay, and then go out and do it. Well, you're absolutely right. And so the other thing that we do do with this is anybody that attends, we also offer a follow-up conversation or a video conference call to make sure that you're, you're staying on the right path. So today, though, I, what you're going to probably ask me, that people can sign up, but they should probably go to my website, which is Education Golf, and, and directly call me. Because what we're going to offer your viewers when they use Golf Insiders is $100 off the price today. Woo! So if they sign up, yes, just for Holly G. Just <laughs> for <laughs> Wow. That's fantastic, Kay. I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> well, you've been such a great supporter. You've got some good fans. So if they sign up. Um, by Monday of this week, they still got uh, Monday coming up, um, which is the holiday. Um, they will get $100 off the price. So, yes, just for Holly G. All right. So those dates, again, you've got over a, a week to prepare for this. Uh, it is June 9th and 10th. That's a Wednesday and a Thursday. And for anyone that might be listening outside the immediate Orlando area, uh, Mission Inn is a lovely resort, uh, two great golf courses, beautiful, beautiful setting. Uh, you really feel like you're in, a, in an oasis when you drive in. It's got a very southwestern feel to it. And, um, you know, I, I recommend you treat yourself. Stay, Come stay overnight or stay two nights, and you can enjoy a round of golf after, after your workshop. So, um, yeah, very exciting, Kay. Mission Inn is offering room rates for anybody that will be coming to the, to the golf school. So all they have to do is they have to talk to Anne-Marie at Mission Inn when they make reservations for the room and just mention education golf. Fantastic. And I know you've got all this information on your website. And I might also point out to my listeners um, all right, I'm a little biased, but what I can say is Kay gives so much back, not only to her students, but to the game of golf. And one of the things that she started during uh, the pandemic were these terrific online Q&A sessions, Q&A with Kay, on Friday mornings. They're free. 
you get a chance to spend a half an hour with a Hall of Fame teacher, Kay McMahon. And it's such an incredible uh, mix of golfers, Kay, uh, from, you know, competitive amateurs to new players. And uh, I have learned, even myself, so much from those Q&As. Well, Holly, I also learn everything from my Q&As. I get a lot of very, very good questions. So every time I've had a Q&A, since we started it with COVID, I learn something every Friday morning. So it's a two-way street. And they're free. Free, free, free. Friday mornings from 9 to 9.30. I can't think of a better block of time to carve out and uh, tune up your game. And once again, Kay, where can... Uh, my listeners find out about uh, this workshop, or if uh, you're unable to attend, set up a, an online lesson with Kay. It's easy, and um, you'll you'll get a ton out of it. I guarantee it. Well, they can go to Education Golf, but that's spelled E-D-U-K-A-Y-T-I-O-N-Golf.com. And uh, if they want to, get to do the Q&A, just call me, sign up for the workshop or the golf school. Just, just go to the website or, and give me a call or shoot me an email. So that'd be great. Kay McMahon, always a pleasure to spend time with you. And I can't wait to see you in June. Thank you, Holly. And as I always say, keep your head up and your scores will come down. We promise it.